Hello everyone. My name is Richa Mahendirata and I hope you all are doing great today. To begin with, I would like to thank each one of you for the kind of response and feedback you gave me for the first episode of the True Crime. It truly means a lot to me and I request you all to please continue the same support. Now talking about the episode. Guys, we all have heard about the crimes that takes place in a heat of a moment. Those type of crimes are known as the crime of passion. The case that I'm going to talk about today is a classic example of one such crime. It was a high-profile murder case that took place in New Delhi, India in the year 1995. It was the murder case of Naina Sahani Sharma. What happens when you find your beloved partner engaged in a deep telephonic conversation with a person of opposite sex? You probably do not do anything. Or if it has bothered you, you would probably sit down with your partner and discuss but in this murder case the murderer sushil sharma did right opposite to what a normal human being would do in such circumstances he chose to shoot his partner in a fit of a rage he chopped her body into pieces and to destroy the evidence he went ahead and burned the entire corpse in a tandoor nana sahani's murder still remains one of the most sensational cases for the criminal and justice system Discovering a burnt body of a woman chopped into pieces in a tandoor of a restaurant in Delhi indeed shook the country's conscience to a complete new level. Sushil Sharma's sudden fit of rage, the consequences that let him shoot his wife and then brutally burn her corpse in a tandoor are discussed in this episode. The accused was first awarded a death sentence by both the trial court and the Delhi High Court. However, he managed to stretch such a case close to a decade. and later the supreme court overruled the judgment and commuting it to a life sentence the mystery is not the case but the fact that it took such a stretch of time to come up with a final judgment the episode talks about the various such parameters other than the facts of this case which made this case's final judgment a little too difficult and tough for us to digest even in the year 2021 now let's get into the facts of the case The case is of a heinous murder of a wife, Nena Sahani, by the husband Sushil Sharma, of course with the involvement of the tandoor which will be addressed in the later part of this episode. Starting with the background of both the parties, Sushil Sharma was the president of Delhi Youth Congress at the relevant time that is in the year 1992, a commerce graduate from the New Delhi University. Nena Sahani also a delhi university graduate was the former general secretary of the delhi youth congress girls wing congress is still an active political party in india it was said that nena sahani used to visit the accused sushil sharma at the office of youth congress in new delhi in the year 1992 accused sushil sharma obtained a flat at mandir mark where nena sahani used to visit frequently and at times she used to stay back at night as well as reported by the neighbors later sushil and nena are said to have been married in that residence in their own way which suggests that they had a secret marriage hidden from the public however the marriage was the consent of both the parties sushil and nena also including nena sahani's parents Thereafter Nena continued to stay in the flat claiming to be Sushil Sharma's wife until she was murdered Coming to the tandoor part of the case the Indian Tourism Development Corporation that is ITDC which was running a unit called Ashok Yatri Nivas 
entered into a license agreement with Sushil Sharma and others for a restaurant called Bagya, which was a barbecue restaurant. Being the political figure, Sushil Sharma wanted to keep their marriage a secret, which was not accepted by Naina Sahani. Also, he suspected the character of his wife and restricted her freedom because of it. With growing tensions between the couple, Sushil and Naina's marriage life became a strained one. Where the wife was was said to have been trying leaving the husband and moving to Australia with the help of her friend Matloob Karim, who was a Congress fellow worker and a colleague with Nena. Now I'm going to talk about the events that took place on the day of the murder. After three years of this secret and strained marriage, on 2nd July 1995. Sushil Sharma reached his Mandir Marg flat to find Nena deep in a conversation with somebody on the phone. On seeing Sharma, panicked Sahani disconnected the call. Suspicious, Sharma redialed the number after she ended the call and found that it was Matloob Kareem, her fellow mate on the other end. Sushil Sharma suspected his wife of having an affair with Mr. Kareem. The marriage was stated was already strained as Sharma wanted to keep it a secret owing to his political ambitions and career. It was also known from the neighbours that Sharma used to hit his wife regularly and spied his wife through their servants. Enraged, Sharma took out his license revolver and shot Nana thrice, two bullets hitting her head and neck and the third bullet stuck the air conditioner. Nana Sahani died on the spot. In a fit of a rage, a crime was committed, justified. True, you suspect your partner having an affair? What a reasonable man would do in this case? A murder probably. But what comes next is what shook the legal and judicial fraternity to a next level. Sharma then carried her body to a restaurant, covered in a plastic bag, in the dicky of his Maruti car which he owned, he went to his restaurant, Bagia. he chopped the corpse in there and dumped it in a tandoor. The execution of the tandoor burning was carried out with the help of the co-accused Keshav Kumar, who was supposedly the restaurant's manager. Later, the same person, upon being interrogated by the police, he claimed that he was trying to burn the old party banners. Meanwhile, when the body was dumped in the barbecue, it released a huge amount of fire and smoke in the restaurant, which attracted the attention of the past buyers and also the people sitting in the restaurant. Seeing the unusual fire and smoke, a police constable reports the situation to which police reached the restaurant. Meanwhile, when the police was trying to figure out the cause of the fire in the restaurant, Sushil Sharma flees from the crime scene. The police noticed in the embers a human body particularly of a woman whose limbs were torn apart and her, in- her intestine was spilling out. Near the tandoor was spotted black polythene and noticed blood strains on it. Later, the blood strains on the Keshav's clothes were seized and also he helped the criminal escape from the crime scene and helped Sharma get rid of the corpse made him the co-accused. Sushil Sharma fled to various cities thereafter, Jaipur, Mumbai, Chennai, Bangalore. Finally, out of guilt, he surrendered in Bangalore on 10th July 1995. Now, let's discuss the points that needs to be noticed in this case. They are as follows. The first point is, this was very much clear 
case of homicidal death of a wife who was murdered by the husband in a fit of rage because of him doubting her having an affair with somebody however the case took over a decade to bring out the proper judgment the question is why would such a case take such a long time to decide the answer is quite clear political influence always plays a vital role in the system when the accused is the president of delhi youth congress it was pretty much evident that one might use his influence for turning the tables down the second point is however sushil sharma never denied the fact that he killed his wife what he always denies is that he chopped he never chopped his wife's body into pieces and then he never burned her in the tandoor in an interview sushil sharma said that one day is a blur in my life till today i do not know what exactly happened it happened in a fraction of seconds and those seconds costed me 20 years of my life the third point is the repeated mentions of the strained relationship between the accused and the deceased went ahead to be an important parameter of the final judgment the reason for tension between the couple was that sushil sharma was reluctant to disclose his marriage and accept her as a wife publicly and the reason so given was that it would have been affecting his political career in any case marriage can hardly spoil anyone's political career however this was a very strong motive behind the murder the fourth point is while there are media reports the news the news that sushil sharma happened to have been chopping his wife in supreme court orders read uh, reads medical evidences does not establish that body was cut there was also no recovery of the weapon like a chopper which would suggest that sharma had cut the body murder was the outcome of the strained personal relationship sharma claims that it was the impact of the heat that made her limbs fall apart and not assumptions that he chopped the body he still is very much sticked to the point that he does not remember what exactly happened on that day he just remembers that he was really angry and he shot his wife that is all he remembers he does not he is not aware that he took his uh, his wife's body to a restaurant he is not aware that he tried to flee from the crime spot he is not aware about any of such incidences the last point is the fact that the punishment was commuted from death sentence to that of a life sentence makes it very difficult to accept sharma not only murdered his wife in a fit of rage but also chopped it into pieces and burned it in a tandoor while one might argue that there is no proof of him chopping the corpse since no weapon was discovered however there was a black polythene with blood strains of the deceased found at the crime scene which makes it believable and true while everybody debates about the validity and legality of the life imprisonment nobody seems to have noticed why such a decision is taken in any case like this talking about sushil sharma the method in which he planned to get rid of the body makes it brutal and shocking what else can be the rarest of the rare than this what else than chopping a body to pieces to burn in a tandoor can be brutal and rare the supreme court while ruling out the lower court's judgment said undoubtedly the offense is brutal 
but the brutality alone would not justify the death sentence in this case so what does sharma's appeal against the death sentence being entertained in the apex court brings the terrible question of just how inhuman and horrific a crime will have to be in the future to qualify as the rarest of the rare case making headway to the next part of this report are the judgments the series of them which lead to commute the death penalty of the life sentence now in this part guys we are going to talk about the judgment and the suggestions in 2003 Sharma was awarded the death penalty by the district court. He appealed in the Delhi High Court for the same where he found no mercy and the judgment of the court said in 2007 that the people like the appellant who are the power drunk and have no value for human life are definitely a threat to a society and deserves no mercy. The act of the appellant is so dangerous that if the death penalty is not awarded to him it would be the mockery of the justice and conscience of the society at large would be shocked. This is surely the case which falls within the category of rarest of the rare cases in which no other punishment except the death penalty would be justified. However, on the contrary, what comes next is the Supreme Court's judgment in the year 2014 which stated Undoubtedly the offense is brutal but the brutality alone would not justify the death sentence in this case Now guys the question is is this judgment not the mockery of justice does this not shock the conscience of the society at large to this the supreme court laid down a fruit criteria on which only if the crime falls will be eligible for awarding a death penalty the first point that they gave is when the murder is committed in an extremely brutal revolting or dastardly manner so as to arouse intense and extreme indignation of the community that is the first point the second point is when the murder is committed for a motive which envies total depravity and meanness so only in these two cases the death penalty can be awarded according to the supreme court therefore the present case where there was a murder and then methodically the calculated destruction of the evidence by chopping and burning in tandoor according to the supreme court of india is not extremely brutal or revolting enough to provoke anybody's thought the supreme court also concluded that sharma's motivation to murder because was because he loved his wife and was a possessive husband the murder was the outcome of the strained personal relationship now my question is what happened to that love for his wife when he was brutally chopping her body into pieces where was the possessive husband when his wife was planning to move to australia with the help of a colleague questions are many guys but the judgment answers are none the death sentence was commuted on other grounds as well the bench observed that sharma had no criminal records and the chances of reformation are high in his case 
However, it is pretty unusual that Sharma's repeated attempts of the domestic cruelty upon Naina Sahani do not count as a criminal record. The instance of the domestic abuse were testified in the court by the domestic help, hence the validity of this agreement. Had the police and the home guard had not been alert on the night of the 2nd July 1995, Sharma would have gotten away with the legal trial and punishment, owing to the fact that he had tried his best to do away with the cops. The crime had all the political influence one could ever think of. Now guys, I would like to conclude this episode by saying that in my opinion, it should always be the concern of the lawmakers to define the doctrine rarest of the rare case because in such high profile mitigation, the validity still remains questionable. Maybe it's a trend or a practice that the death sentences given by the trial court or the Delhi High Court are finally commuted to the Supreme Court as the life imprisonment. The judiciary wing has always performed its functions at its best. But what happens when the court of law includes certain rules and provisions which might make anybody rethink on the reability of the judgment, people end up taking crime for granted. The order given to the Tandoor murder case resonates till date. The order goes on to conclude, it appears that the appellant was extremely possessive of the deceased. The appellant suspected her fidelity and the murder was the result of this possessiveness and was not an offence against the society. What is the definition of love which goes to such an extent that it takes away the life of that person? Who decides the limit of the possessiveness? Is that not the crime in itself to limit someone's freedom? Can talking to an opposite sex enrage a person so bad that the end of shooting them? Question like this will be unanswered and stab the concise of the society always. Now, I would like to ask you all guys, what is your take on that? Thank you everybody for your patience and I hope you all have a great day ahead. Looking forward for your responses and feedback.